1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
0: Believe. Welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz coming off what everybody is talking about. It's a common buzz all around the country, around the world a sensational weekend of NFL playoff football. I think the only thing uh, making this kind of noise, Louie inside the entertainment world might be the late scratch of Adele from her residency at Caesar's Palace.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which
0: had her in tears and shook up the rest of the musical world. And of course, uh, you know, it was, uh, Big blow to the uh, bottom line there, the bankroll there at Caesar's Palace. So they'll have to ratchet up those machines a little bit to make it even tougher for the players. But uh, we welcome this gentleman to uh, talk about many things in the NFL, including what seems to be the clear-cut and obvious solution to the overtime overtime. situation, a predicament that uh, reared its ugly head once again uh, with its inequity and unfairness. We welcome from Yahoo Sports, their senior NFL writer, Frank Schwab, to After Hours. Frank, how are you, my friend? How you doing? Uh, All right, uh, Frank. I mean, this was great. Uh, You know, we mentioned uh, that, you know, this is, uh, you know, really accomplished what any sporting entity would want to. And and that is uh, every conversation virtually that I was in. Uh, I I went to Shul and the first thing the rabbi said was, uh, hey, can you believe it? The Chiefs came back with 13 seconds ago. Sensational weekend of NFL football. Uh, It had to be a gas for you. Uh, What what was your overall synopsis about what transpired?
1: Uh, I mean, probably the the best. Round of weekend of football ever like I really you could if if you're taking the totality of the four games I don't know that we'll ever see it again where all four games are decided on the last play like that was insane football ad. it was great before the Bill Chiefs game and then Bill Chiefs happens and it's I mean one of the probably five ten best football games NFL seen. Just incredible. I mean, all around, everything you could ask for. Underdogs won, and it's a great story, great performances, great games, uh, and then, you know, the overtime stuff. I don't know. Like, here's, here's the thing about overtime. It's like, to me, nothing's ever going to be fair. Like, people will say, well, both teams need to touch the ball. Okay. The Chiefs score, the Bills score, then the Chiefs – it goes with sudden death. The Chiefs score on the third possession – how's that fair like the chiefs got two possessions and the bills got one how did that make it fair It just mean that you played longer and so I, I just i don't think it's too unreasonable to say you're an nfl defense if you want your quarterback to have the ball keep them out of the end zone like that that's not that much to ask it's a lot better than the old way where teams could just go 25 yards and kick a long field goal and win it uh so i don't i'm not like that upset at the overtime stuff i'm just upset that it's taken like Forty-eight hours out of my life arguing it, but it's. I thought, I, I thought overall the the games were just uh, just incredible. It was really really good football after a dud of a wildcard weekend.
0: I want to say uh, that it was Maxwell House Coffee, uh, and they had a slogan uh, for an ad campaign many years ago, uh, where, where they had based this uh, on a guy's search for a good cup of coffee, and, and the line was, and it stuck with me: "Pilgrim, your search has ended." And I want to say that as a solution for the overtime thing. You won't have to be in these lame arguments anymore because, uh, in essence, uh, what what the NFL has done is taken a bad situation. It's like they're trying to repair a fixer-upper on Three Mile Island. You can make it look as beautiful as it is, and guess what? (laughs) There's still a stench surrounding this place, and it's not a favorable one. Uh, There are all kinds of inequities to the situation as it is, and and I'm looking at this uh, and thinking the most obvious thing to do it's just continue the game as it was. So whatever circumstance the game ended in, mm-hmm. in this case, it would have been Buffalo receiving a kickoff because people are going, oh, well, they should have been able to stop him with 13 seconds to go. Well, they didn't. Y- you know what? Kansas City should have been able to stop uh, Josh Allen from throwing two touchdown strikes from 20 and 25 yards out inside of the two-minute mark uh, of the game. Uh, but uh, that's the way the game had shaken up. They had battled for – it would be like having a 13th round in boxing to decide a draw. And, uh, you know, and that's going to be it. Or, you know, as we used to do in the park, next score wins. And I, I would go sudden death but resume the situation exactly exactly as it was, uh, regardless. So whoever has the ball, if it's third and ten from their own three-yard line, well, that's how you start the overtime period because essentially what you're doing is giving overtime. You're extending the time to uh, go ahead and continue the game. A lot of people believe whoever had the ball last was going to win that ball game anyway. So in this case, it would have been the Bills.
1: Interesting. I, I could, you know, I've heard a lot of different scenarios of just play a full quarter, almost soccer style, right? They they play it out regardless of what happens. It's not sudden death. Uh, the college, I hate college overtime, by the way. College overtime stinks. I, I am not a fan of that. Please don't go to that. But I can see, yeah, I mean, just continue with how it is. One interesting thing I heard was don't have a coin flip. Give the home team the ball in overtime. I mean, that makes sense. They've earned it, right? Like, in the playoffs, in the playoffs, they've earned home field advantage. So give them the ball in overtime so it's not to the coin flip. I, I mean, I'll say this. as the most creative people have been in a long time because everybody had an idea. Everybody had an idea of how to fix overtime. I, I believe this is a perfect
0: situation because uh, it, it basically, uh, you know, you've you battled out with a friend of yours in a park. Uh, you played one-on-one. Uh, you know, it, it's 15-all, and you've decided, uh, you know what? We're both gassed here. Next score wins. Win. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's yeah, the way it yeah. goes. Yeah, I mean, next score goes. wins. Big, if you had board, the ball, and then great. and you have a shot to end it right there. Um, I, I just think, you know, the way the game has been contested, because it's football, it's a little different than other sports. And if you had a postponement or, uh, you know, a delay in a baseball game, you resume the situation as it was. Now, in, in this case, so, um, you know, they played the 60 minutes, which is more than enough. So uh, you go next, score wins, and you pick up the uh, game exactly where it was because that's that's the way they had played it out. Don't give the ball to anybody just uh, on you know uh, a decision that's made sort of esoterically, like home team gets it or whoever wins the coin flip. Whoever was ha- had the ball, they get the ball to start overtime. Exactly where they were.
1: It makes sense. I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying for sure. It's uh, – you know, I, nobody. But here's the thing: nobody's ever going to be happy. Nobody's ever like people would say that's unfair because why do you penalize the Chiefs for scoring last? I, I don't know. Like you, you would it, any solution that doesn't involve. I, I mean, if, unless you could just like take player safety out of the equation, because yeah, like you could say like, let's play just seventy more minutes of football, and that will be fair. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah would be, that like, but yeah, yeah guys would be. Yeah. You know, I mean, in the hospital afterwards. But so anything (laughs) that anything that that takes into account player safety and not playing, you know, 20, 30 minutes of overtime to make it fair, there's going to be something wrong with it. And somebody's going to complain.
0: No doubt about it. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports with us here on After Hours with DeFone and Luby, Jeff DeForest and Mike Luby Lubitz on the Believe Podcast Network. Well, the common wisdom is now uh, because uh, the Chiefs have put on a whale of a show. And, uh, you know, they ultimately prevailed over Buffalo, a team that a lot of people thought was going to go all the way to the Super Bowl, maybe even win it at different times this year, uh, beginning of the season, certainly. And and certainly they had all the momentum going in their favor. So it seemed at the end when they cremated the Patriots in the opening round and certainly made a good account of themselves on the road against Kansas City the following week. Uh, Does Kansas City, in your mind, enter this uh, Final Four scenario as the favorite to win it all? Frank Schwab.
1: Yeah, I think they have to be the favorite, but I don't think they're an overwhelming favorite. I mean, I know, like, the point spread for this game is 7, 7.5. I think that's too high. I mean, we just saw the Bengals beat these guys. Like, I, I, I get it. Uh, the Chiefs are very good. They've won, I believe, now it's 12 to 13. know, uh, Mahomes is unbelievable, all this kind of stuff. But there has to be some kind of emotional letdown, right? Like I mean, they just played the game of however long, the century, whatever. Uh, there has to be some kind of letdown. Not to mention just being tired. Like I mean, you you, you went through it in that game, really, to win. I wonder if there, there's going to be a little bit of a, a hangover from that. And the Bengals are a good football team. They're playing great. I, I mean, they they they're tough. They have confidence. I think it's all coming from their quarterback. Uh, they have the the skill position guys to to make life difficult on the Chiefs. Like well, the Chiefs have played elite offenses the last few weeks. They've given up some yards and points. They did the first time against I had Burrow had four forty-six 46 and four touchdowns. I believe Josh Allen, we all saw him on Sunday night. The chiefs can give stuff up. They just cause they're playing better on defense. doesn't mean they're a great defense. So I, I think the Bengals can score some with them. And I, this isn't, I don't think this is just a rollover. I don't think this is just like the, the chiefs win this by 30 and go to the super bowl and then win the super bowl. I think it's going to be a tough road for them, not just this game, but then whoever they play in the NFC is going to cause some issues too.
2: Talking with senior NFL writer for Yahoo, the one and only Frank Schwab. Follow him on Twitter, at Yahoo Schwab. Moving over to the NFC, it's funny to me, everything both, even as well as the Niners' defense has been playing, the Rams have been, were lights out. Like That game didn't become close because of the Rams' defense. And the Rams' offense was great. We finally saw Matt Stafford not be Stafford and play big in a big moment. Problem is now, the last two games they played, they've gotten – or at least the last game against the Niners and this most recent game, they got big leads. They were cruising and they couldn't get out of their own way. Where are you with the NFC Championship game? I
1: I just can't shake the thought that I think the 49ers can win this thing. I mean, <laughs> and that's not, but look, it's not crazy. Like the 49ers swept them in the regular season. They beat the heck out of them on a Monday night to kind of turn their season around, beat them in week 18 after the Rams took a 17-point lead the 49ers are playing good football and everybody just like piles on Jimmy Garoppolo and every you talk about the 49ers well you know what the the 49ers won 9 of 11 with Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback He's just fine like i mean he is he the prettiest quarterback no is he Patrick Mahomes no uh, can, can he throw some bad bad interceptors? yeah he sure can but they keep winning with him it's it's not like they don't know Jimmy Garoppolo's a quarterback like they they understand and they run the ball really well they play Excellent defense. This, the, the defensive run they're on is really, really underrated, I think. I don't think enough people are talking about it. I think, you know, some, something like in their last 10 games, opponents have failed to get even 300 yards five or six times. Like, it's something crazy like that, where their their benchmark of not even allowing 300 yards is pretty high. So, they're doing everything right. Great pass rush. We saw them shut out the Packers, basically, after the first drive. So, they're going to cause problems for the Rams, Stafford's going to have to avoid turnovers. We don't know if he can do that. The 49ers, have, you know, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, even Brandon Ayuk, they they got playmakers. All Jimmy needs to do is get those guys the ball a couple times. I mean, yeah, and, and, and they can make things happen. So, yeah, I mean, the Rams are very, very good. They could win. It wouldn't surprise me at all, but I don't see why anybody would discount the 49ers here. The 49ers are really a good football team. They've been on a roll. They've been playing as good as anybody in the NFL, and I just have this, I just keep having this feeling that they can get the upset here.
0: You know, it's kind of Rocky you know, Balboa esque, you know, where he's allowing Apollo Creed to pound the crap out of him. Uh, it seems like the Rams have a penchant for self sabotage. Yep. Uh, and they did that in the previous game when they were up 17 zip over the San Francisco 49ers, and the Niners came back and beat him. And, uh, and then, I mean, the other day, I mean, uh, that was just absolutely insane. Uh, were there any allegations or uh, insinuations of point shaving on the part of the Rams in that game did you have to investigate any of that for Yahoo Sports Frank Schwab
1: I, I, I did not but it, it seemed like the shotgun snap right after the uh, the Von Miller sack strip sack and then the Cam Akers fumbling everywhere and it's like what, do you got? Like, what are you guys like? What are you trying to do here? It's they. I mean, these they're really lucky because otherwise we'd be talking a lot more about them blowing twenty four point lead, which I think would have been the biggest, Imagine. the third biggest, you know, third biggest deficit in NFL history. Behind you know twenty eight to three with the Falcons, and then the Oilers, Bills. We talk about those games endlessly. We talk about the Rams too, blowing that lead, but Stafford, you know, bail them out because they the, the Bucks decided to blitz everybody and let Cooper Cup behind them. So, but yeah, they. They can't, like, you're not, you're, you're, they got lucky to win that game, fumbling away four times. It ain't going to happen again like that. Not against the San Francisco defense. So they need to figure that out in a hurry because that was, they're really kind of sloppy and they, they escaped and they won and that's great. And now they got two home games to win a championship. But uh, yeah, you need to play a lot better if you're going to beat the 49ers who've already beat you twice this season.
2: Frank
0: Schwab with us here Frank on After Boy, Hours of here. Default with Boy, Louie, Jeff Deforest, baseball, and Louvitz. Jeff Mike of Default All right, uh, one quick round here. Uh, a couple of things involved, though. And um, Tom Brady, in, in your opinion, is he coming back? You're seeing uh, or, or hearing from a lot of uh, Patriot teammates of his. Teddy Bruschi's on TV saying he thinks, uh, you know, this might be it. Uh, Giselle, uh, you know, supposedly had Bruce Arians in a stranglehold outside the <laughs> locker room because Tommy uh, got a boo-boo. Um, what do you think? He he hasn't come out and said uh, what what his plans are, but he is not uh, really committed either way. Most people think, uh, you know, he's inclined to come back, uh, you know, because of his competitive spirit and whatever. He loves the game, obviously. Uh, what do you think, Frank Schwab? Tom Brady back Frank or Schwab? not back in the NFL, the NFL next year?
1: I think he's back. I, I just, he just played too well. I mean, it's, you know, after a long season, you might have thoughts of, hey, maybe I should just call it a day and give it up. But I think after, you know, his body heals a little bit, it feels good. I think he's going to want to get that itch to play again. I do. I, I wouldn't, it would shock me if a. The guy's going to be 45 years old or tired. Like, I mean, that, yeah, okay. <laughs> right. And, you know, you go out on top with it. You go out on top without the 2015 Peyton Manning season where you're kind of stumbling along. He he kind of leaves this pristine legacy of, of finishing second probably in the MVP award this year. I think that it would be a fine time to go out, but it, if he wants to keep playing, that that's perfectly reasonable and he could still play, I think. And I think that the rumors basically feel because Tom hasn't said anything. It's, it's kind of like this whole. He hasn't really said, yeah, I want to retire. He's just basically said, I don't know. We'll see. And so everybody's taking that to mean, oh, he must be retiring. Where as I, I really truly think he just, for one of the first times, he's just kind of like, I don't know. I want to, like, really think about this thing. And if I want to do it again. But I think at the end of the day, he'll be back. I, I think that he's just, he's still got too much to offer. He's still too good of a quarterback to step away right now.
2: Last couple of things here with Frank Schwab from Yahoo. Uh, the coaching carousel was the big news before this amazing round of NFL action. You're out there in Denver. Den- the Broncos have narrowed it down. A lot of people are saying Chicago is narrowing it down. Um, you don't hear much about Minnesota, but I'm sure they're figuring it out. The Giants seem to be down to two candidates. Down here in Miami, uh, there's two that are supposedly the front runner. Uh, Mike McDaniel, the offensive coordinator for the Niners, and Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator for the Bills. But then you hear the name Vance Joseph, a name that I think you know pretty well out there in Denver, as a dark horse candidate. Uh, Where are you with the coaching carousel, and specifically, who who do you think the Dolphins should hire, and who do you think they probably will hire for the head coach?
1: I really like Dable. I think that he's done such a good job with that Bills offense that you want to see if he can kind of take it to the next level and become a head coach. But then again, I, I always wonder, you know, you hire these guys because they're great play callers and then they get the head coaching job and it's like, Oh, this is a completely different job. And then, you know, they'd be a lot of times they'd give up play calling. It's like, well, why don't we hire you in the first place then? Because we hired you as a play caller. So I don't hate the Vance Joseph option. I don't, I don't think he got, he didn't do a great job here in Denver. But he also didn't have a lot to work with. It wasn't all his fault. Uh, and, you know, guys grow, they become, you know, I mean, they become better in their second job. I think everybody hates, you know, the, the retread, the retread. You hear that? Why? And, you know, a guy went through it his first time as a rookie head coach. He learned some lessons he comes back better. I, I mean, that happens a lot and uh, people just like the the new shiny toy and, you know, Mike McDaniel hasn't been a uh, head coach yet. So maybe he's the next, you know, uh, John Harbaugh. We don't know that. We don't, we don't know that anymore. And we know that Vance Joseph is going to be good a second go around. And, the same reasons that made Vance Joseph hot the first time around, why the Broncos hired him. is still there. He's still a leader. He's still a guy who players really respect. And, 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 you know, I mean, he, he's a smart football guy and all that kind of stuff. So I don't think that's bad, but I, I just, the way the bills brought along Josh Allen yeah. leads me to think that something's there behind day ball. I, I just, I would like to see him, get a shot to run a team and see, can he replicate this with, uh, you know, with his, if this is his squad. Let's go. Let's see if he can do that with two and all these guys they got, or Deshaun Watson, whoever's going to be their quarterback. So I think that that's their best option, but I think, you know, everybody's going to roll their eyes at Vance Joseph and look at the record, the Broncos, safe. What the, okay, whatever. Like who do you have as quarterback? Like, uh, Keenum? like I, they didn't really give him a fair shot here. And I think he's going to be better in his second stint wherever it is. So I don't, I wouldn't be like, you know, the flailing around or crying on the ground if I'm Dolphin fans that they hire Vance Joseph. I think he could be good a second go-around. It's, it's just as good of a chance that he's going to be good as McDaniel or Dayball. I mean, we don't know them at all. So I, I think that it's uh, one of the, you know, I think it's, 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 it, those are the three finalists. That's a pretty good list. I, and I think one of those guys, will, if not multiple of those guys, will end up being a pretty good NFL head coach.
0: We've learned this uh, covering this team and following this uh, team for many, many years. Uh, And and at one time, a fabled and and stable organization under the uh, guidance and the leadership of the great, late Don Shula. You can hear Facenda, you know, just ringing in your ears. Don Shula and the 72 Dolphins. Uh, But it's been a clown show ever since. So whatever happens, we're resigned to the idea that it's not going (laughs) to (laughs) work, Frank. So we'll be talking about that in the next couple of years. Uh, How they hired this bozo is beyond our comprehension. Uh, That's kind of like a fill in his blank. Around here. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's been the same way at the quarterback position since Danny Boy hung it up. But uh, a lot of teams have a lot of problems to address in the offseason. That's why we always love having you on any time of the year. Frank Schwab, Dynamite Job, is always covering the National Football League, Yahoo Sports. And as Luby says uh, on Twitter, which I would imagine there were were quite a bit, uh, you know, there there was quite a bit of turmoil uh, on Twitter uh, following these games about coaching decisions and the overtime thing. And maybe even they got into Eli Apple saying that New Orleans is a cesspool. (laughs) Because <laughs> he didn't like the fans there. That was a classic. Uh, thanks so much for being with us. It's always a pleasure, my friend.
1: A pleasure. Absolutely, guys. I appreciate it. All right, friend. Thanks a lot.
0: All right, thanks a lot. You seen his quote uh, from Eli Apple? He no. played for the Saints after the I know Giants. Eli Apple, but
2: what, I
0: haven't heard that at all. Okay, he's with the Bengals now. He's having a pretty good year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He says uh, New Orleans is the dirtiest, smelliest city, and has <laughs> the worst <laughs> food ever.
2: <laughs> really. Oh, then he doesn't like seafood. The only way you could think that about the food is if you don't like the seafood. Is if you don't like seafood.
0: It's that swine and crawfish that's killing y'all's brains. Uh, that was Eli Apple to the uh, New Orleans fans. So what is he just swine like chicken and crawfish?
2: And like, oh no, fries? you're talking
0: about uh, pig. Yeah, yeah. What? Pork, no, that, pork, that's what I'm saying.
2: Eat. But the pork, there's that the pork's not that big of a thing. Like, and there's, there's so much there that's great. <laughs> crawfish. I, mean, I,
0: I will admit that you are greeted with the uh, smell of stale vomit yeah, when it, you uh, it, it, first turn the corner there and, and walk on the Bourbon Street. And, and it's always some guy threw up over that ATM machine. <laughs> that's right there. The first thing you hit before you hit Bourbon Street. If you go to Bourbon if Street I, at night,
2: yes, it can be a little gross. But like it, the whole New Orleans is. But,
0: but that's why you go because it's gross. It has a unique grossness to it that uh, you know is somehow appealing to people that even uh, live the uh, richest and most lavish of lifestyles.
2: The French Quarter. It's fantastic. In the evening is beautiful, and during the day is fine, and the food's amazing. So I don't know where the hell he's getting that from.
0: Who's that guy that looks like Dracula? It's always outside that one strip club there. <laughs> I guess it's a massage parlor, rather than a strip club. I'm surprised. I mean, uh, when they have the uh, Super Bowl in New Orleans, that they don't close and uh, you know just have an exclusive there. They're a private. Uh, viewing and our uh, session for for Bobby Kraft. Because the uh, Patriots <laughs> made it there so many times. There you go. There's our insult of the day here. Yeah, uh, that's a good job. way to close out any kind of sports show. That's yeah. for sure. Luby, you have a good one. Yes, and, well, uh, you know, always a pleasure, my friend. Our thanks to Frank Schwab yes, for well. joining us here. After hours, Yahoo Sports uh, does a great, great job. Always a lot of fun uh, having him on uh, any program that we're doing. For Mike Luby Lubitz, I'm Jeff DeForest here on the Believe Podcast Networks saying that, uh, you know what, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how miserable it may be, you got to believe.
2: Recently, we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business. And the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Horizon Public Adjusters, Justina Testa, are here for you to help this process go so much easier before you call Why go up against insurance companies alone when you can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side?
0: Hey folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy. Reasonable prices and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, (laughs) no pun meant there, It's the one-day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we
1: go and eat tonight? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.